0: That is to come to hear what was happening in the kingdom. You had to listen as the announcer opened their mouth and said, hear ye, hear ye. If you thought it was important, you would listen. And if you didn't think it was important, you would just let it go. In one ear and out the other. (laughs) This is the kingdom of God. And I believe wholeheartedly that he is in need of his people to hear what he has to say. He is wanting every day to speak to us. He wants us to take it serious. What he has to say. When we open the word of God. And we begin to read. Something should cry out to us. That says hear ye. Hear ye. Because it's God. It's his word. The Bible says it this way. In Revelation 2 and 29. He that hath an ear. Let him hear. What the spirit saith." Unto the churches. In other words. He was saying this is for everyone. Because unless you've had an accident. Or there was some deformity. When you were born. The majority of people have ears. So he wasn't just saying. It's only for those who have ears. He's saying this is for everyone. Hear ye. Hear ye. Open up your spirit. To the Lord's voice and hear what he is about to say. Do you know how privileged we are to own a Bible? The very words of God Almighty. And we get to read them anytime, every day. Anytime we want to. And now... I know technology has made it easier to sin, but it's also made it easier to read the Bible. Because even if you go somewhere and you don't have your Bible with you, you can pull up an app and read the Bible right there. These exact words in Revelation were written 7 times. And they are all within the first or, or all within chapters 2 and 3 where the Lord is speaking to John and delivering the message that he wanted John to write to the churches and to the angels of the churches or the pastors of those churches. How did John really know that it was the Lord? How did he know that it was the Lord's voice? Well, in Revelation one, starting with verse 9, he says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he said this, And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He had positioned himself to hear what the Lord had to say. He was in the spirit. Do you know that I believe, I have found this to be true, that when we pray in the spirit... Praying in tongues, in the spirit, even though you don't know what you're saying. There is an understanding that comes to us when we position ourselves in the spirit. We can hear what the Lord wants to say to us. And many have experienced that. And really, we all should experience that. It's a beautiful thing. You can be praying. You can feel very burdened for something, and you don't even know what it is. But you begin to pray, and the Spirit begins to pray through you. You're speaking in tongues. You don't even know what you're saying. But all of a sudden, an understanding comes, and the Lord is telling you something. He's speaking to you. So John had positioned himself. He said, and I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying I am Alpha and Omega the first and the last and what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos and unto Thyatira and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Now, I would definitely want to make sure that I was in the Spirit (laughs) before I wrote anything to a church and a pastor, (laughs) and said, Thus saith the Lord. Verse 12, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven Candlesticks, One like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. <clears throat> his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, for I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter, the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the golden, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. The book of Revelation is truly amazing. It gives us insight of what is to come. And although many, much of it has already happened, there are still some happenings that we have not witnessed yet. And you can breathe a sigh of relief because I am not here today to talk about the book of Revelation. (laughs) I feel like I have a little bit of understanding of it, but there's a whole lot that is pretty deep. But rather, I want to talk about how God communicates or speaks to his people. He longs to do that. I know we have stood in awe of people and even reading the word of God. I'm in the book of Ezekiel right now in my daily reading. And uh, every day, well, every chapter, it seems like the Lord is saying, "Okay, tell this to the people. And so he begins to say, this is what the Lord is saying to you. You better get your lives right and on and on. And every chapter, it's something new that the Lord is saying to Ezekiel to pass on to someone. And we do. We stand in awe of people that say, thus saith the Lord. We perk up. We want to hear what the Lord says. Many of us remember when Brother Smith was in the middle of preaching and turned around to my husband and said, in six to eight weeks, you will no longer be in this building. I don't know where you'll be. You'll probably be renting somewhere, but you won't be here. And turned back around and started preaching. Six and a half weeks later, here we are. Although he is God, and he can do anything that he chooses to do, he could speak right now straight out of a cloud, and the entire world could hear him. He could do that. Easy. I mean, there were several ways that he spoke all throughout the Bible. He spoke through a donkey. And somebody says, yes, he can use me then. (laughs) Um, He spoke through a burning bush to Moses. Straight out of the bush came the voice of the Lord to Moses. But most often he chooses people to speak through. That's just what he's chosen to do. He chose many men and women to speak through all throughout the Bible. We have hundreds of awesome stories and prophecies fulfilled in the Bible. God spoke, He told them what to say, they said it, they obeyed it, and we have wonders that we read about. And you know what? Thank God, it's still happening today. It has not changed. God hasn't changed, He still is looking. For vessels, people that are open to his spirit. Open that says, here I am, God. If you want to say something, if you need me to say something, tell me. I'll say it. And then you better back it up and do what he says to do. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable. But he is looking for someone that will hear what did all of these people in the Bible have in common? I believe their ears were tuned into the voice of God. From the prophets and prophetesses <laughs> in the Old Testament to the disciples and the apostles in the New Testament, they heard the voice of God. They moved into action or spoke, thus saith the Lord. And it changed everything. Thank God that Ananias listened when God said, Go here. Turn on Straight Street. There's a man there that needs you. And it was Paul. Thank God for people who listen to the voice of God and then obey it. Is it still important that we hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to his people? Or to his church. Yes. We may be thousands of years removed from the Bible. But he is still God. He's still the same. We're still his church. And he still needs people to hear. It wasn't just for the times of the Bible. And is it just pastors or ministers, teachers or prophets? Are they the only ones that are supposed to be able to hear the voice of the Lord and and then be led by the Spirit and speak? Absolutely not. Do you have His Spirit within you? Then He chose you, didn't He? He called you out of darkness into marvelous light and He will speak to you. Sometimes it's just for you. But trust me, he's looking for people that will hear what he has to say and pass it on to someone who is in need. I was reading a book. Actually, it was Brother Hernandez's book. I was just going over some things that I had already read. Uh, Yesterday morning, I think it was. Maybe Friday morning. I'm reading it, and the Lord... Out of the clear blue speaks to me and says, call pastor so-and-so and and tell him what you just read. Okay. (laughs) I've learned to just say okay (laughs) because he knows what he's talking about. So I called. He picked up. I said, I'm reading this book and the Lord told me to call you and tell you what I'm reading. He said, do you know what's going on with me? No, I haven't talked to you. I have no idea what's going on with you. And then he proceeded to tell me some things that were happening. Very heart-wrenching things going on in his church. And so then I knew that what I had just told him made complete sense of why the Lord wanted me to call him after he told me what was happening. That's, should be, that should be the norm. It really should be the norm. It should be that we have our ears tuned to the Lord at any time. Because let me tell you something. That wasn't about me. That was about this pastor that needed a word. I didn't know how desperate he needed a word. I didn't even know he needed a word. But God knew So let's just say that pastor cried out to the Lord the day before, maybe early that morning, I don't know, saying, God, I just need a word. God's like, well, Rhonda will do about anything I tell her to do. So (laughs) she has learned. She does not want to not do what I say. (laughs) No, I don't know how he figured it out. But anyway, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. Because it ministered to him and it helped him. Who knows? Maybe that will go on and just bless his whole church because now he was ministered to. I don't know. But it's not a matter of is God speaking, it's a matter of are we hearing and how are we hearing. He's still longing to speak to his people every day. He's just looking for people who will stop long enough to hear and hear it the way that he intended it to be heard. He's waiting on us to position ourselves to be able to hear purely what he says. I want us to look at a very familiar parable That Jesus spoke while teaching many people. And as you know, he spoke in stories or parables when he was talking to crowds because they wouldn't understand all that he was saying and he wanted them to understand. Luke 8, starting with verse 4. Luke 8, verse 4. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Now you can just see Jesus teaching all of these people. And everyone there could relate because they all had to sow seed if they wanted to eat. Okay? And some fell by the wayside and was trodden down. And the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away. Because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried. That doesn't mean tears. That means he lifted his voice. He cried. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That wasn't to say, everybody out there that has two ears on the sides of your head, hear. That was to say, everybody. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. If you're willing to to hear, then open up your ears and listen. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? So he began to explain. And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they may might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this: the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away." And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But but that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit fruit with patience in his book brother Hernandez talks about this parable and he says every one of the soil types hear the word they all heard the same word but it is the condition in which they hear that affects the outcome of what they have heard It's the condition in which they hear that affects the outcome of what they have heard. Now, I could say to you, I love you. But if you have suffered abuse in your life by someone that loves you, you may hear the words, I love you, differently than someone that has never suffered that abuse. If you've never suffered that abuse and someone says, I love you, you're just like, you believe them. But if you've gone through turmoil with someone else that has said, I love you, and then they treated you differently, even though this new person says, I love you, and they mean it, you're kind of, I'm hearing that a little bit different than what you're saying (laughs) it. Every one of them heard the same word. But the condition of their heart made them each hear it differently. This is why we must do whatever we can to stay in close relationship with our Heavenly Father. The closer you are to Him, the more you understand Him, the more you understand His character. The more you understand his character, the purer his words are in our ears. You don't question someone that you're close to. Someone that you trust. You don't question their words. When they say, I love you, you know they mean it. You know their words are pure. Because you have a close relationship with them. Because you know their heart. When we read the word of God. And we know him. We know him to be a God of love. And mercy and understanding. Even if we read something that pricks our heart. And like oh man I got to work on that. We know he's saying it out of love. The further people get away from God the more questions they have about his word. Why? Because they don't know him. They don't know his heart. They may look at it and say, well, he's a hard God. Why does he say this in his word? But when you know him, you understand that whatever he says to us, it is for our best interest. It wasn't because These different ones weren't hearing. It wasn't a different word for each one in this parable. It was the way they heard it. They filtered the word that they heard through the condition of their heart. We do it every week right here. We may come in and be upset about something or even be upset at God. I mean, hopefully we can admit that we've all been upset at God and we come in and things are just not going right and whatever and we hear the word and we walk back out the door the same way we came in because we're hearing it. It's being filtered through what is going on in our heart. Just a few verses down, Jesus says this in verse 18. Take heed, therefore, how? How? You hear. Take heed therefore how you hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given. And whosoever hath not from him shall be taken. Even that which he seemeth to have. How are we hearing the word of God? How are we putting information into our spirit how is the preaching of the word coming through to us is the preaching and teaching for just this moment or should it continue when we go out the doors i believe it should continue this verse is basically saying depending on how you hear will determine what you get What is in our hearts can stop us from hearing God's voice. Whether his voice is coming through preaching, teaching, or whether he's trying to speak to us just in our own time with him. What's in our heart can stop us from hearing. Several months ago, the Lord spoke to me while someone was standing up here behind the pulpit. And Right in the middle of the service, the Lord had given them a direct word and they began to speak it. He was using them as his mouthpiece in that moment. And I was receiving it. And then the Lord spoke to me. And he said, some will not receive this. Because instead of hearing me right now, they are too worried about who I am using. To speak to them. Wow. This is how we tend to be. If we have an issue with someone, we can tune them out. If we don't trust someone, we could be listening but not hearing if someone has offended us, or maybe their lifestyle is just not pleasing to us, then even if they have a direct word from God, we may not receive it because of how we are hearing. It's important how we hear. There's no place within us for that word or that seed to take root There's all kinds of reasons for how we are hearing. There are several things the Lord spoke to me while I was putting this together of what can affect our hearing. And I can tell you firsthand, I am a witness of all of these things because they've all been in my heart before and it has affected my hearing. So please don't think I'm talking about you. This is coming from my, me and my life, okay. Jealousy can affect our hearing. Hatred can affect our hearing. Bitterness can affect our hearing. Anybody tune out your spouse sometimes because you're bitter? <laughs> Envy can affect our hearing. Judgment can affect our hearing. Past hurts and disappointments can affect our hearing. Worldliness can affect our hearing. Lies can affect our hearing. Guilt and shame can affect our hearing. So I'm going to ask us today. How's your hearing? How are we hearing the word of the Lord, the voice of the Lord? What filter is it going through for us to receive? Is it just, eh, this is another Sunday, another lesson? As soon as I get home, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. And I'm, you know, and, and sometimes we sit here and we're here and we're hearing. But we're not listening. (laughs) Because we're already at wherever we're going this afternoon. Or what we're doing tonight. Or tomorrow's a holiday. So what do we got to do to prepare for that? I mean, we've all done it, right? Many things can affect our hearing. There may be something spoken that is exactly what the Lord knows we need to hear in that moment. But if we are not hearing it through. Pure hearts. If we're not hearing it. With our spiritual ears. Because maybe something is stopping up our hearing. I don't know. Maybe the build up in our spiritual ears. Are some of those things. He has to say. God I'm in need Of a word, we sing the song, I'm desperate for you. And if we come in that way, it does not matter who's up here. (laughs) We receive, we gladly receive the word of the Lord. Satan spoke into Eve's ear. He got her to hear first. And then to see And then to speak, then to touch, then to act upon what she had heard, and then she sinned by tasting. What I hear causes me to act. If I'm hearing through a spirit of fear, then I need to check how I'm hearing. Am I hearing with ears of doubt because I feel like God has let me down? Or am I hearing with ears of faith because I've learned to trust in him? We've all been there. We've been on both sides. We've heard somebody give a testimony and we think, well, he didn't do that for me. Or we hear somebody give the same testimony and we're so excited. And yes, God is going to do that for me. Am I hearing with ears of unbelief because I've never seen a miracle before? Or am I filtering what I hear through faith in his word that tells me nothing is impossible for those who believe? See, it all depends on how you're hearing. What is the Spirit saying to the church right now? Can I tell you, you don't need to rely on pastor to tell you what the Spirit is saying to the church right now. We hear it. We hear it through him. You know why? Because before he ever comes here, he's with the Lord saying, Lord... What does the church need to hear right now? And that's why we come and we hear what the Lord has to say to the church right now. But do you know God can speak the same thing to you? God desperately needs his people to position themselves to hear what he has to say. I mean, we just went through the pandemic where church was closed What if this would have been 25, 30 years ago and we didn't have internet, we didn't have instant messenger, whatever all this is, um, to where people could hear the teaching and the preaching. You would be at home by yourself and we would need to hear for ourselves. What are you saying to the church, Lord? What do you want to say to your people today? We would be desperately calling out for him. We don't need to rely on someone else always to tell us this is what the Lord is saying. Yes, that is what the pastor is for, to lead and guide the flock, to oversee. But we need to be hear, able to hear it ourselves too. We always hear God wants to raise up leaders in his kingdom. Really, he just needs someone to listen with a pure heart and spirit so he can speak what he needs to speak. And so we can speak what he needs said. The best way I know of to hear what the spirit is saying is repentance. Repentance opens the door to hear properly. We've repented, asked God to forgive us. We know that he does forgive us. We're thankful for it. And now our hearts are ready to hear how we should be hearing. It's a way to open our spiritual ears. When we repent and try to clear everything out, that's when we're saying, God, I let go of the offense. I let go of The hurt, the disappointment. I forgive those who have hurt me. I let go of jealousy. I let go of expectations. I let go of the problem. I let go of the circumstances. I let go of the ugly words somebody said to me. I'm ridding myself of worldliness. I repent. That's the best place to be in a position to hear Voice of the Lord when our heart has been cleaned out, when we have laid it all at His feet, when we have asked for forgiveness and our heart is pure. You know, that's how you receive the Holy Ghost. That's why we lead people into repentance. We tell them, Repent, ask the Lord to forgive you, get all that junk out. So then there's a clean heart for Him to live in. Same thing with Him speaking to us and us hearing His voice. Why is it so important how we hear? Now, I know I'm at the time right now, but I need you to hear this word, okay? And not just listen, but hear it. (laughs) This is what Brother Hernandez said in his book, and I think it's so amazing and so true. He said, it's the same seed, just different soil. So hearing becomes this huge element that when you begin to hear with no filters from the earth and pure word starts coming forth. In other words, you've repented. Your spirit is right. And you begin to hear the pure word that is coming forth. Word, the word of God, a word from the Lord in its purest form, cast out devils. He cast out spirits with his word. Word, in its purest form, heals bodies, minds, souls, and spirits. The Bible says he healed them with his word. So if we get the word in pure, absolute, pure soil... It will heal. It will cast out spirits. When God looses it, it conquers everything in its way. And it will not return void because it will accomplish what it has been set out to do. Word in its purest form. How do we get there? How do we hear what the Lord is saying to us personally in our own lives each and every one of us need to hear the voice of the lord leading us and guiding us on an everyday basis not just the church as the body but also individually we need to open up the word of god and it speak to us and it accomplish what he wants it to accomplish but that will only happen when our spirits are pure when we have rid ourselves of any animosity any judgment of people, any bad, ill feelings that we've had, he wants our hearts to be pure. That's the soil where good things can be formed. The very best soil to plant in and receive a great, fruitful crop is soil that is not contaminated. Contaminated soil may produce fruit, but it may produce bitter fruit. I want to end with Proverbs 4, verses 1 through 10. Hear ye, children, "...the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding." Forget it not, neither decline from the words of thy mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings. And the years of thy life shall be many. How's your hearing? I want to hear what he has to say the way that I'm supposed to hear it. Through a clean heart. Through a clean conscience. because he wants to speak to his people. Can we just pray and ask the Lord to help us to be able to hear how we need to hear? Lord, I love you.